when the Lord calls you is yes. Amen. If you will, turn your Bibles to uh, John chapter 3. I think probably this is the most uh, familiar of verses. It's uh, sort of the uh, motto of Christianity, so to speak. And uh, it is quoted often. You, you see it, um, um, people on, on te televised sports, they'll hold the sign up so that everybody can see it. Uh, John 3, 16. Uh, but what does that really mean for us? Uh, what is the understanding, the correct understanding of that? Uh, what, what is the gospel according to Jesus Christ? Is what we are asking this morning. And so I want to read those verses to you. Um, and, and it goes beyond just John 3, 16. Uh, this whole chapter, um, from beginning to end, is packed with what the gospel really is. The heart of the gospel. Jesus says these words, beginning at verse 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe in Him is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Let's pray. Lord, we just ask God that you add a blessing to the reading and to the hearing of your word. Father, let it go forth and not return void. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. It, it doesn't take much looking around to see uh, the struggles that people are going through in this life. Uh, you have gone through struggles yourselves. Others you see going through struggles in this life. Um, we, we toil away most of our lives um, for, um, uh, to provide for ourselves and for um, a, a house to, to live in for safety and security. In. And uh, we, uh, we look to um, our, our work uh, as a way to um, build wealth for ourselves and protect ourselves to feed ourselves, to clothe ourselves. Uh, th th there's a whole um, basic set of needs that people have in, in, in order to survive in this life. And, uh, and, and we often find those things, we, we toil away for those things. But also uh, that, that toil often involves uh, our suffering and pain uh, in life. And uh, you know, we, um, we, we do find times of joy in our relationships that we have with others and we find times of joy and, and relaxation in life but 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 a, a great deal of life is is trouble and pain and toil and a lot of times uh, the world at large um, seems to be in chaos and and in danger because of of human selfishness and self-centeredness and and uh, there there are as as uh, uh, Jesus talked about wars and rumors of wars going on all around us. 
Um, there, there's been some major escalations in the, with the war between Russia and Ukraine. I don't know if you saw this, but the, the Ukrainians were able to commit a drone attack um, in downtown Moscow this weekend. Um, that, that's a, a major escalation uh, in, in this war, and it, it, it's waxing worse and worse. And uh, th th there's trouble and strife in our own lives and trouble and strife all around us. Now, the truth of all this and, 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 and what accounts for all of this uh, human suffering and, and, and the toil that we go through in life and the troubles that we go through in life is because of human sin and its rejection of the Creator. It's because of human sin and the rejection of the Creator. And, and there were consequences to that rejection, and the world is going through those right now. That, that there's a general falling, or, or, or we, we call it a fallen world, a, a world that has fallen away from God's goodness and His mercy and, and of His grace. And, uh, and, and we've tended to ignore that. But the good news, which is really what the word gospel means, <laughs> the good news is that God has done something about our suffering and the source of that suffering, which is sin, through the Son, Jesus Christ. And it is through Him that you and I have salvation. That, that is the message of John 3.16 and what comes before and what follows it. But especially John 3.16. God so loved the world that He gave His only, one and only Son. Some versions say the only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. That's very important for um, us as Christians to understand today and, 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 and even those who aren't Christians to understand today. God has sent His Son, Jesus Christ, into the world. Jesus is very God. He is um, part of a Godhead, we believe, as Christians. That there's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And uh, God, especially because of His love for the world, and we talked about this a few weeks ago, to become flesh and dwell among us, to lead us. He shows us what, his, um, what God wants from us. He has shown us God's love. And here at the beginning of, of the Gospel of John, Jesus tells this, this man, the whole setting is this, uh, is this man, Nicodemus, who was one of the teachers of God's law, by the way, and, and, and a lawyer who, who, who is well-versed in God's law, comes to Jesus and is interested in, in um, who he is and what he teaches. And he says, what, do I, what must I do to be saved? And Jesus tells him, you must be born again. And of course, this confused Nicodemus. How in the world can I go back into my mother's womb again and, and be born again? Jesus is saying, no. You must be born again. And in the Greek, the word again is also the word from above. <laughs> and so Jesus was kind of playing on words here. You must be born again, and you must be born from above. In other words, you... You have to be regenerated by God. You have to be made new by God. You have to be made new by God. Why? Because 
of the fact of human sin has, has ruined God's creation. And people stand in, in, in all this troublesome toil and, and, and strife throughout their life because of their sin. Now some sin is, is, is the direct result of wicked, wicked deeds that we do. Um, or, or the consequences of suffering for sin comes from the wicked deeds that, that we do. Sometimes the, the, um, the consequences that we face, the trouble and toil in life, comes from um, natural consequences of the world, but, but because we live in a fallen world, those, those consequences exist. So, so there, there's personal causes of sin, um, or causes of suffering. Personal sin can cause suffering, but not all personal sin leads to suffering. Um, there, there, there's also... Um, the fact that we have fallen away leads to some natural co consequences in the world. One, one of the worst of them is, is our mortality and death. We, we live in a fallen world, and because Adam and Eve fell and disobeyed God, we now have that natural consequence of death, physical death, that all must go through. But not only that, the, the, those who have... Um, the, 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 world, the world in general, humanity in general, is under God's condemnation because of their sin. And Jesus you know, points this out in this passage. He says that I was sent into the world not to condemn the world. And I know he's using a third person here, but he's talking about himself. I was not sent into the world to condemn the world but that the world through me might be saved. And he's saying, he says that those who believe in me will be saved, um, but those who don't believe in me are condemned already. He says condemnation is already there for, for, for the unbelieving world. It already exists. Why, why would God send me to condemn the world when the world is already condemned? <laughs> he says, no, I, he was sent to save the world from this um, suffering and toil and strife and also the condemnation that, that we face from God because um, of, of our continued disobedience to Him. And not just, be, not just disobedience to God because He's God, but this disobedience to God is what defines what wickedness is. I mean, you, you know the full um, gamut of, of what sin looks like. How people treat each other, how people um, snarl at each other. All you gotta do is, is nowadays, and 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 these people carry around cell phones where everything's recorded all day long, 24/7, of how people come into restaurants and when they don't get what they want, they're very rude and and, and even cursing out uh, the person behind the register, or um, all, all the endless videos about road rage. Uh, that are out there, and some of you have witnessed it yourself. I was, wasn't that long ago, I was at Stony Creek, stopped at Food Line, coming out of Food Line, and um, across from me on Rock Creek Dairy Road, there, there was a, um, a, a woman who got out of her car, went up to the guy in front of her who was um, uh, driving, I, I, it looked like a dump truck, I think it's, it, it was a, a commercial vehicle, commercial truck, reached up into the truck and started just wailing on him with her hand three or four times. And I'm like, where are the cops? You know, that, that, that's assault. How, how, 
you know, it doesn't take long to see how, how wicked the world is without Jesus Christ. And sometimes even people who say that they're Christians are really quick and easy to lose their tempers with other people. It doesn't take long to see that, that the unbelieving world, and sometimes even the believing world, ha, ha, has the, 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 the sin and wickedness in their hearts. And it's the sin and wickedness that, that, that is leading to the, the consequences both in this life and the next. A lot of that suffering comes from that. But Jesus said, because God loved the world, and because we, we were tending towards um, you know, not only the separation from each other and, and uh, violence towards each other, but also self-destruction. Sin is ultimately self-destructive. God is saving us from ourselves as much as He is saving us from, from the devil and, 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 and from um, His own judgment. He's saving us from ourselves. God sent His Son because He loved the world so much He was not willing to let it go the way that it was going and continued to go the way that it was going. And the way that He would do that is to sacrifice His own Son, Jesus Christ. So where does sacrifice come in? This is exactly what Jesus is talking about. I was sent into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved. In the passage right before John 3.16, Jesus mentioned this incident. Verse, four, verse 14 and 15 says this, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in Him may have eternal life. Now, what was that story? Um, if you will, for a minute, go back in your Bibles to Numbers chapter 21. Um, way back into um, the story of Moses. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, Moses relays the story of what happened in the wilderness here. So beginning at uh, Numbers 21 verse 4, this is the story of what Jesus is talking about here about the bronze serpent. It says this, From Mount Hor they set out by the way to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the people became impatient on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and water and we loathe this worthless food. Now, God had already been sending them uh, bread from heaven. If you remember this, it's called, it's called manna. God was feeding them in the wilderness. And here they are complaining about worthless food. That we're going to die in this wilderness because of God and because of you. Oh man. <laughs> Can you guess what's about to happen? Verse 6, Then the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, so that many, of, many people of Israel died. And the people came to Moses and said, and this is the key here, We have sinned. We have sinned. For we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord 
that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and everyone who was bitten when he sees it shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and set it on a pole, and if a serpent bit anyone, he would look at the bronze serpent and live. So Jesus, talking to Nicodemus, the guy who knows the law inward and outward, and knows this story, Jesus tells him, just like that bronze serpent that was lifted up in the wilderness all those years ago, when I, the Son of Man, am lifted up, all who look to me and believe in me will be saved. And see, that, that, that's exactly what um, sin looks like. The people in their hearts and minds rejected the Lord, spoke against Him, rejected His servant Moses, spoke against Him, complained, and even called what God was giving them to, to help sustain them worthless. This doesn't mean anything. Shaking their fist at God, shaking their fist at Moses. And, what, and, and even what God has given us um, is, is, is worthless. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't help anyone. So what does God do? Well... He allows them to suffer in the desert. They, they probably walked through a region where there was lots of poisonous snakes, uh, serpents. That's what fiery serpents means. It, it, they, they, had, they were very venomous. And, and they began striking the people and biting them. And so they began dying. And only then, because of, of the, the chaos that was going on, the, the, the havoc that was going on, because of the troubles and toils of life that, that they were having at that moment, which was poisonous snakes, because they, they, they were being bitten by, 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 by the, sting of these, the sting of these serpents and dying, then they came to Moses and they, they, they repented and they said, We have sinned against the Lord and we have sinned against you. Please pray that we may be saved. That repentance is key, was, was the key to their salvation. And so Mark, Moses took the very thing that was destroying them, put it on a pole, stuck it in the ground and said, anyone who looks to this pole and, and believes um, in God for their um, salvation will be saved. And, and when they looked at it and, and then they gazed upon it, they, they were healed from the poisonous bites that they were receiving in a miraculous way. Jesus, you know, later on the Bible says that He became sin. Um, I, I think that really means that, that Jesus became a sin, a sin sacrifice. He, he didn't act, literally become sin. Jesus was without sin and He was the pure Son of God, the Bible teaches us. But He did take up, become a sin sacrifice for us. And the very, the very object, uh, the very object that, that was destroying the people, was Jesus took on to himself, was strung up on a pole, suffered and died as a sacrifice for sin on behalf of the people. And all who believe, believed in him were saved. They were saved from, from their, their sins. They were saved from, from, from their death. And, and, and there is a death beyond physical death. 
there, there, there is a physical death that we all must go through. But if we want to live beyond that physical death, that we've got to accept Jesus Christ as our Savior because there is a spiritual death. And what that spiritual death is, is an eternal separation from God who is the source of life. There is a death beyond our own death that we need saving from. And the condition that John emphasizes over and over again, the condition for that salvation is to believe. He doesn't say, okay, uh, go back and read the law again and then live according to the law. Follow these ten steps and, and you'll be saved. Um, spend your life, as some religions teach, especially um, uh, Hinduism, uh, sp spend centuries dying and regenerating and coming back as, as something else, reincarnation. Uh, it's, it's, it, an endless cycle of reincarnation and then someday, once you've undo, once you've undone all of your sins in life, or your karma is the word they use, um, then maybe you might make it to heaven. That's not what Jesus says here. He says, Jesus says, believe in the Son, Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. Believe in the Son, Jesus Christ. All through the Gospels, the word believe appears, especially here in John, but in others, they, they use the word faith. They're both the same in the Greek. We, uh, they more often use um, the same word, uh, the, the verb form as believe, and the noun form as faith. But to believe is the only condition for, for this salvation. Believe in the Son, Jesus Christ. Believe that He is the Son that came from God. Believe that He has come into the world. Believe that He, will, that he was lifted up on a pole in order to save us. Jesus here I mean, is really predicting his, his sacrifice on the cross, of course. Believe in, in, in His cross. Believe that, that He suffered and died for the sins. And when we look to Him and, and we have faith in Him and, and, and we believe in that, then we are no longer condemned but saved. We're no longer in, in the darkness of sin, so to speak. He says here that, that people who are wicked love the darkness because their deeds are evil. They think they're going to hide them from God um, in, in that darkness. But Jesus has come to, set, to shed a light upon that sin, to expose what the, the evil and wickedness of sin, but also, He does that in order to save people from it. I believe that's, that's why there's a lot of guilt-ridden people today because Jesus Christ has come into the world and after Jesus suffered and died and rose again and ascended back to heaven, He sent His Spirit into the world. His Spirit continues to do the same work that Jesus does or that Jesus did when He was here in, in, on earth and continues to shine light on sin, not so that people would feel condemned, but that they could be saved. When people, are, when people see the truth of their wickedness, a lot of times what, what happens is that they, they, they feel guilty about it, but they, they never do anything about it. And, I, and, I, and we live in a culture that is guilt-ridden. 
And so what they try to do in order to get rid of that guilt is to get other people to accept what they're doing so they don't feel so bad about themselves. But God has shed the light on, on our sin so that we do feel guilty about it and so that we do find that, that solution which can only come from Him. And when we believe in the Son, Jesus Christ, He takes those sins away. He takes the condemnation away. He takes the guilt away and frees us to truly live for Him. It is salvation from, from, from the darkness that we're in. It is salvation from, from the trouble and toil in life. Because what happens is God rushes in. He cleanses us, cleanses us of those sins and gives us power to walk through this life. Because we're still living in a sinful, fallen world. We still experience some of the natural consequences of sin. But we no longer have to um, worry about the, um, the, actual, the, the, the consequences of personal sin because God, if we allow Him to do it, is driving that, that personal sin out of our lives. And, and, and it makes things so much easier and so much joyous when we allow Him to work in our hearts and lives. And He does this by belief. Simply believing in what the Son, Jesus Christ, has done. Not in our own merit, not in our own effort, Sometimes we, we spend so much time comparing ourselves to other people. You know, well, well, at least I'm not going out and getting drunk every, every, every Friday night. At least I'm not, not going out and, um, and being promiscuous. At least I'm not going out finding love in all the wrong places. When we know that inside that we're miserable... And we have our own sins sometimes we don't really think about. Um, I hate my family member. I'm not speaking to them. But that's not as bad as somebody going out and, and uh, partying um, every night and coming home drunk and abusing their family. But I can tell you this, sin is sin. God wants to free us from all of it. And He can do it if we but come to the Son, Jesus Christ, and ask Him. It's not on our own merit. It's not by comparing ourselves to others. It's not by, by um, our efforts in following God's law, or following God's Word. We can't follow God's Word until He has touched us through faith. Obedience comes only after faith in what Jesus Christ has done. Keeping of the law only comes through, through, uh, through our faith in the Son, Jesus Christ. We'll talk about this some more, but Jesus, when he, came, when he came and began preaching, one of the things that He said was, I have not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. In other words, when we believe in the Son, Jesus Christ, and accept what He's done for us on the cross, then we are keeping God's law. Now we have to continue on a path with Him. But He first must free us from, from this sinful condition that we're in, this darkness, this condemnation. He must free us from that first before we can ever keep any of God's moral law. But the condition for it is belief. Do you believe in the Son, Jesus Christ? Have you accepted His sacrifice for yourself. 
Do you believe that he died for your sins? Do you believe that he died to free you from your sins? If you believe that today, if you believe that today, then you are saved. And nothing can take your salvation away. Now, you can willfully reject it. I'm not being, trying to be tongue-in-cheek here on that. You have to continue on in faith in Christ. Jesus said, remain in me and I'll remain in you. But if you're saved, God, God has saved you to the uttermost and no one can take that salvation away from you. But it all begins with believing in the Son, Jesus Christ. And the question is, do you believe in Him today? Do you believe that He has suffered and died for your sins? Do you believe that He has uh, you know, taken you out of this uh, sinfulness of the world and brought you into His glorious light? Do you believe in Jesus Christ today? Let's stand.